0: Your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. It's almost like Hayes wasn't here today because the headphones were to a point where they're not blasting my ears off. <laughs> <laughs> I was on with Hayes this
1: morning. He was definitely here.
0: Yeah, okay. So he had you out again on a Friday. He knows you come on in the, at least preview. What, you, what did you talk about?
1: We talked about the speaker situation. We talked about how that relates to legislation surrounding Israel and how there really cannot be any legislation surrounding Israel until there is a speaker or at least someone who is kind of empowered to be sort of a speaker. So just how all of that is at a standstill until this whole mess gets figured out.
0: The bow tie guy? We're gonna get the bow tie guy. We
1: could, we could make Patrick McHenry of North Carolina the bow tie guy. Do
0: Democrats like the bow tie guy?
1: I think they like him certainly more than Jim Jordan, and I think Democrats, many of them, find him acceptable. That maybe you could empower him for the short term and have him with limited power, some limited policies that could go forward. I, I think that's possible. That could be an off ramp to this mess.
0: The only, will Democrats, five of them, come and save the Republicans by voting for bowtie guy or vo- flip it. Will five Republicans come and save the house by voting for, uh, uh I just forgot his Hakeem name. Jeffries. Hakeem Jeffries, who is also kind of down the middle. Not, you know, I don't think far left people love him very much.
1: No, I think Jeffries is pretty middle of the road as far as congressional Democrats are concerned. I think it's highly unlikely that there would be Republicans jumping over to the Democratic Party side at least temporarily to help elect Hakeem Jeffries.
0: What about the other way?
1: Now, could Democrats jump to the Republican side and temporarily empower Patrick McHenry? I'm not
0: saying temporarily. I'm just saying oh, you you think just the temporary thing. I think
1: that is at least possible that you would have some kind of Maybe strange coalition, some weird bipartisan coalition to give McHenry some power to just do something.
0: This is okay. First of all, we're speaking with you to be lacrosse political science professor, Uh, Dr. Anthony Trugauski. And and I I take, I I knew I was going to do that. I didn't forget about it. I just knew in the back of my head I got to do this. Yet, and it's a Friday lacrosse talk. PM six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. And we're Friday, Rick. And I think we're streaming again. I think we streamed last Friday, and we streamed. Uh, we got it figured out. Okay, so, good. Um, and we might be streaming from here on out. We'll see. Oh, nice. Um, yes, we are on Facebook I, And now I lost. Yes, and we're and on I, Facebook And blog. I think we're on Twitter. Oh, okay. We might be on Twitter and we're working on YouTube. Or maybe we are on YouTube. We'll see. And I lost my train of thought because I, I felt bad that I didn't do it. Although I, that's called a cold open. It's like Saturday Night Live. That's what we do here on a Friday. Um, Democrats jumping ship to vote for the Republican. This has never happened before, right? No, Has a Democrat or a Republican ever voted for the other side for House Speaker?
1: Not in what we would call the contemporary like William
0: era. William Garcia told me like Nixon era or something. you know, He threw out some president that was like, meh, way back.
1: You yeah, know? you have to go back a ways until we've encountered a situation as weird as this one.
0: Okay, so, and we have to do this. This is, this is where I'm, I'm, I'm getting somewhere here. We're going to do this thing that we never do now, especially in these divided times, because we got to throw a billion and a multiple billion dollars at Ukraine and Israel. We have to send them billions of dollars. That's where we're going to see. Would it be health? We got a lot of people are sick. They all have cancer. We got to pass some universal health care bill to help people with cancer. No, we're not going to do that. We got to do something with child care. No, we're not going to do that. Do we have to throw billions of dollars at Israel and Ukraine? Oh, yes, we all come together for that. And it's, I get it, it's awful over there, but like the, the weird priorities that we have for a thing that's over there.
1: I think that's where a lot of the opposition is coming from. This idea that we have. Problems at home. We maybe even have some emergency situations at home. So how do we use our resources in a way that makes sense? And over time, we've seen escalating opposition in Congress to aid for Ukrainians. Right now, there's a bipartisan consensus or a virtual consensus on aid to Israel. To do this strategically, what the Biden administration is talking about is packaging them together, putting the Ukraine aid in a package with the Israeli aid. That strategically makes sense because if there's opposition to the Ukraine aid but a consensus on the Israeli aid, then you make it hard for people to say no To the entire package, when you put something like Israeli aid that's really popular in there, you put it with some things that are more controversial, you can get that thing across the finish line. So there's some strategy involved here, but all of this is on hold. I mean, first things first, there has to be a speaker or we have to empower Patrick McHenry as the speaker pro tem so that any of this can even be discussed. I mean, we're not even at that stage yet where any real substantive policy discussions can happen.
0: Yeah, because you'd have to convince a lot of Democrats to do the bow tie guy. You would. And one more, because Derek Van Orden left the country.
1: Yeah, that was an interesting news story that broke this morning, that Derek Van Orden left Capitol Hill for Israel on Thursday evening. He went there for what he referred to as a fact-finding mission. He said, look, I can't trust the Biden administration. I thought that there... Uh, their presentation, their briefing last week was subpar. He's
0: doubling down on justifying yelling at people during a press briefing, yeah, or that... not a press briefing be- during a White House briefing. It
1: came out in the news where people were commenting on his conduct during the briefing, and so now he's at he's, he's in Israel doing some fact finding about the situation there. Now this was interesting today because that actually made it a little harder for Jim Jordan to be elected speaker. It gave him less margin for error. The fact that that Derek Van Orden was not in Washington for the vote. Now it ended up not mattering because Jim Jordan lost out on the opportunity to become speaker by a wide margin. He fell well short of what he needed. But in many ways, the Derek Van Orden absence was kind of the writing on the wall here. I mean, if yeah. a member of
0: Congress He's not worried about it. If
1: a member of Congress needs to be in Washington to be the decisive vote then that member and their colleagues will move heaven and earth to make sure that that person is in Washington. So, Derek Van Orden's absence really signaled that there was no hope of Jordan getting the necessary votes to become I've, speaker.
0: I've been reading a lot of um news stories about the Bucks Philadelphia 76ers game. They're going to start their season on Thursday, and I just don't I don't like the the just the the tone what's talking about the 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 team and the gamesmanship between Lillard and Anna DeCumpo. so i haven't told anyone here but i am going to philadelphia next weekend or next thursday <laughs> uh, i'm just going to fly there it's going to be a fact finding mission uh, nobody at work here knows it yet they're going to have to pay for it so uh, hotels food uh, credentials you know tickets probably get tickets cuz i don't know if i can get credentials this slate for a season opener between the bucks and sixers um Yeah, what I'm getting at is, does Derek Van Orden have to tell anyone? (laughs) Like, Obviously, the taxpayers are paying for this trip, right? They are, yep. Yeah, so uh, it just seems pretty weird to me uh, when we talk about we got a fiscal responsibility and then we're just going to... I'm gonna jump ship and go. Did anyone go with him? Did we carpool, so to speak? Yeah, yeah. Did he take a charter flight? Did he take a military jet? You know, like what?
1: Yeah, that I don't know, Rick, because right. this came out this morning and I hadn't heard anything. I hadn't oh, yeah. seen anything. Oh, like yeah.
0: Those are rhetorical. I'm not asking you oh, per se, oh, but just rhetorical. Look at me, Mr.
1: Gullible here.
0: <laughs> well, it wasn't really gullible. Um <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back with UW lacrosse lacrosse political science professor Dr. Anthony Trugoski. We got to talk about what the Midwest is and. Uh, does Wisconsin have one of the best burgers in the nation? Did we do Did we do Monster Mash last week? We did. Okay.
1: We did Monster Mash, Ghostbusters, and I want candy. Okay.
0: Just a... Uh Getting ready for Halloween. The haunted mile at Pettibone Park is happening yeah. right now. If anyone wants to go down there, your kid's too young to do this she stuff, is. right? But you could do it and then like secretly, then you could get the candy, right? That's how this works.
1: I was reminiscing about that huge backup that this caused during COVID. Remember oh, right. that?
0: Yeah, I kind of I asked Hunter with the Parks and Rec department, Hunter Elson, about that. And he just he kind of I don't know, maybe he wasn't here, but he he was like, no, plenty of park. He didn't really understand what I was asking because during COVID yeah, it, we were backed up to La Crescent, and we yeah. were backed up some. I don't know how far to downtown, but we were both ways because everybody just wanted something to do. And the drive-through—it
1: was like a once in a decade style backup that we see in this area,
0: or once in a year uh, rotary lights. That's type right. Or like
1: rotary. Uh, so let's put rotary lights to the side for this. Yep.
0: Yeah. I, well, and I would say that rotary lights—it's kind of an anticipated backup. It is. Um. Although last year they changed the whole route, so we'll see. We'll see if they change if they keep that route. We we did have like a rotary lights update. uh, Was it this week or last week? Uh, But it wasn't about like the route. It was like Um, the new
1: displays.
0: All right. So do you wanna do you wanna do some of this goofy stuff before we just I think we need to do some back to I don't know the 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 stupid the Wisconsin Senate is going to uh, save childcare by cutting income tax mm-hmm. like this is you you predicted this um maybe a couple months ago the the negotiation right 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 so we'll do that in a minute the, the idea that if we if we want to save childcare and i don't even know if the childcare bill on the senate is what the childcare people want we want to save childcare we're going to we're going to cut taxes for the rich <laughs> again we're going to just do the same thing that we've always been doing uh without changing the the game at all um Mitt Romney, <laughs> former no, he's a senator still, but he's not. Still he's not senator seeking senator real- Utah, and, and we, everyone praised him for what is he seventy and he's retiring, like he's done yeah. something like that. Everyone praises him, <laughs> and and Democrats, we've we've moved the goalposts so far that Mitt Romney is in Democrats' eyes like the normal Republican. Right. When if you went back like a decade and you look at Mitt Romney, he'd be crazy, a crazy Republican in, in Democrats' eyes. In
1: the twenty twelve presidential campaign.
0: Yeah. So it's so funny how like things have changed. And then the Cheney, uh, is it Liz Cheney? Liz Cheney. She has become like a normalized Republican in these times. When a decade ago, everyone would have, not probably not even a decade ago, people would have been like, "Oh, she's crazy." Yeah. You got
1: you get elected as a Republican in Wyoming. You got to be pretty darn conservative.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. So Mitt Romney <laughs> did, wrote a book. Or so Oprah there's a, a book,
1: book coming out that is based on extensive interviews with Mitt Romney.
0: OK, so did Mitt Rom- is this, Is he part of the book then? He or they just yeah, grab- He's part of the book. Because it's like when you retire from the Senate, then write a book. Right. But if you're a senator, maybe you shouldn't have time to write a book. Maybe, <laughs> you know, or if you're a Wisconsin state legislature, Slater, maybe you shouldn't have time to have a popcorn company because you're a full time <laughs> state legislator. Uh, I don't know. Robin Voss has a popcorn company, by the way, and, and many of them. Steve Doyle is a lawyer, I think, full time lawyer. So like the, the the idea we have a full time state legislature and they also have full time jobs seems a little ludicrous to me. But, you know, thank thank your employer for letting you uh, do what you got to do to have two full time jobs. Uh, Mitt Romney, Oprah Winfrey, president 2024. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. This is from Axios where Senator Mitt Romney tells the author of a forthcoming book that Oprah Winfrey suggested he join her on a unity presidential ticket in 2020 to stop President Trump's re-election. Now, a spokesperson for Oprah told Axios that Ms. Winfrey called Senator Romney in 2019 to encourage him to run on an independent ticket. She was not calling to be part of the ticket herself and was never considering running herself. Now, that is not what Mitt Romney is saying. Mitt Romney is suggesting that Oprah wanted to run on a ticket with him, apparently from Oprah's telling she just wanted Romney to run to try to stop
0: Trump. Okay, so the headline is clickbait. It seems to
1: be like some
0: mixed. Looks a little bit headline porn like. Yeah, yeah oh I gotta click on this, clickbait, and then you get to it and you're like, oh, Oprah didn't say that at all. We're just gonna pretend that she kinda did, maybe.
1: Well the idea that Romney Or she's denying. Yeah, like she's denying it. Romney says the idea was that he, a Republican and Winfrey, a Democrat, would run to save the country. And that Romney dismissed the idea, believing that such a campaign would inadvertently help Trump. Now, this gets back to an interesting conversation that we've had a lot about who would be helped or hurt by a third party. Romney felt that if he and Oprah were running for president together, that that would have actually helped Trump, presumably because Oprah Romney would have taken away votes from Biden. He's probably right about that. I, that yeah, Trump I would say voters would have stuck with Trump.
0: I would say, yeah, that would help. That would hurt Democrats more if it's an independent thing, because yeah, most of the Democrats would vote for Oprah, right? I think. Like,
1: who are the Trump voters who would vote for Romney, Oprah instead of Trump? Like, now I could imagine some Biden voters preferring well, Romney. What what
0: what is Trump, What is a Trump voter though? Like, fifteen percent, ten percent? Yeah, I you mean, know what I mean. Like a hard line. Yeah,
1: yeah. Then you would have to distinguish. Uh,
0: who who between- are the guys that? I, what I saw yesterday, gigantic truck. Uh, jacked up, mutters, Trump flag in the back, guy smoking a cigarette driving by with his window down yesterday where it was, you know, kind of cold. Um, that guy's voting for Trump, not Mitt Romney. You got so it. So, how many of those people are out there? Do we know that off the top of your head?
1: We don't know that for sure, but that is a decent, decent, decent slice of the electorate. Oh, you think
0: so? A decent slice of the Republican it, it, Party? It is.
1: There's a decent slice of the Republican Party, a decent slice of the population. Okay, that so is Ryder. What die is with the Trump.
0: Republican Party? 33% of the nation?
1: Uh, well, the Republican Party is about 40-ish percent. Now, there are a lot of people who claim to be independents, but tend to prefer the Republican yeah, the, Party. Yeah,
0: like, like any Democrat I know, because I don't know any Republicans. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, when I have conversations about this, oh, I don't know. I don't like to. I'm not a Democrat. Yeah. and But but, but they always vote I've, Democrat. I've never voted for yep. a Republican. In yep. any, um So is it 40-40? And then t- there's a 20 20- It it may
1: even be 45, 45. Now, there are a certain number of swing voters and persuadable voters still out there. But overall, the vast majority of people consistently favor one party or the other. And that's why the third party talk tends to be a lot of hype and not a lot of true probability of actually winning the election. And I think that the Oprah Romney ticket would have very plausibly been a spoiler i mean it would have gotten some votes this but- is where
0: we need rank choice voting yeah. so everyone doesn't have to be afraid to vote for and it's stupid to say oprah romney because i i don't even know if i would vote for that because <laughs> what is oprah like she's a talk show host like right. I don't, you're a rich billionaire who's had a talk show that's all i know morning talk show too right like it's just yeah. not even the cool ones at night you had like some morning uh so okay so i'm not but like so it's kind of ridiculous to think it but like OK, so you're we, we I feel safe voting for you because if my vote doesn't count, then I can my my vote gets thrown out and it goes to Trump or it goes to Biden. Yep. Sec. You I rank, mean, we just why yeah. don't we have this? This is federal law. Make it a federal law. And then we can you know, but the Republicans, Democrats don't want it at all. Right.
1: Well, absolutely not, because it would cause more competition and it would embolden third parties. Because to your scenario, Rick, you could rank Romney, Oprah as your top choice. But then you're like, well, I don't want to help Trump, so Biden Harris will be my second choice, or I don't want to help Biden, so Trump Pence will be my second. choice. Or you choice.
0: could go all the third parties. Yeah. You could rank all the the whoever Kanye West and yeah. uh, Jill Stein's and uh, who's running who's running now? Who's the black dude that's running? Oh, uh, Cornell West. Cornell West. Then there's like
1: Robert F Kennedy who says he's going to. Yeah, go he's going to run as independent.
0: And Democrats are worried. About, that's funny that Democrats are worried about Robert F Kennedy running as a as an independent because I'm like I feel like he's kind of a Republican.
1: (laughs) You know, it it is interesting. The more Robert F. Kennedy has gotten out there in the press, the more his approval ratings among Republicans have increased and the more his approval ratings among Democrats have decreased. So I don't know if he would be a spoiler for either side. I mean, you have to get a certain percentage to even be a spoiler. So who knows what the heck will happen? I think it's too Is
0: there a realistic chance that any of those guys are on the ballot?
1: There's a good chance that very few, if it, 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 perhaps none of them make the ballot
0: okay really why is that
1: well is it... you know because ballot access is such a tough thing for third parties that's such a hurdle that they have to overcome before they can even think about anything else like how to run their campaign or get out the vote they've got to get on the darn ballot first
0: and, and what do you need like a million signatures from yeah. each state every state and you gotta yeah, get
1: yeah you gotta do it piece by piece state by state
0: do we know how many signatures i always you with the stupid by, it varies by oh state. it does okay yep. Um, we going to go to the phones quick. Andy, is this Andy? Yes, it is. How yeah. are you guys doing? Hey, good. You got a question for Tragoski, or, or yeah, go ahead. You're on the air. Yes.
1: Yeah, uh, so I was listening to you guys, and I kind of thought one, I think ranked choice voting isn't the answer we need. I think it's proportional voting. And two, I think when we're talking about the parties and spoilers, we are. I think it would be better if we almost kind of use the terminology in Europe or in like the other countries uh democratic countries where they use party and coalition i don't think the democratic party is really a party it's a coalition of smaller political movements or groups and it depends on whatever independent run like and whatever independent candidate is running it depends on which like party
0: or what part of that coalition he's coming from i think that's a better way to maybe understand all of this the this, this situation look at yeah. look at andy he's like in the middle he's in, in the middle of a marsh like weeds everywhere and he's just coming out of the weeds with this stuff like I, really deep diving into i
1: agree with i agree with, it. He, it I agree with like, everything
0: he <clears throat> said it makes sense because like if you go they're like bernie sanders that yep. he run. he's an independent in the senate but he what a caucus is with the democrats yeah. or something and uh but he's like that faction of the democrats and trump's that faction of the republicans and romney would be a different Coalition, I guess is what he wants to call it, but right? Is that Andy, what he's saying?
1: Andy is absolutely correct. So in a nation with a two-party system, in a large, diverse nation with a two-party system, the parties will inevitably be coalitions because there's no other way to have a two-party system unless each party is a coalition. Now, if we had a bunch of parties, then maybe each party stands for something specific. Each party doesn't really cater to the majority so much. They cater. Doesn't work slight... better
0: with a bunch of parties. I feel like.
1: Well, to Andy's point, then the parties have to get together to form a coalition that can govern the country.
0: Yeah, I just I don't know if it works better because you talk about like splitting the vote up. When yeah. when you have ten people running for mayor, then someone gets a thousand votes, they win. And this again, we go, now I go back to we need ranked choice voting. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> So this is a Halloween song, or you just panicked and you needed to sing? I panicked, and okay. I needed to think of something. Well, there's a Garth Brooks version of this. That would be less <laughs> Halloween, I think. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. UW lacrosse political science professor, Dr. Anthony Tragoski in here. Uh, if if you want to know, was it Andy that was yeah. called, that called? Andy, we really deep uh, dove into uh, the weeds with whatever... That crap you were talking about, and yeah. it, it was so bad that we went. We're not talking about yeah, this. Yeah, I
1: launched into a lecture that I may have given in like an advanced political science class. And I gl- my
0: <laughs> eyes glossed over, and I started looking at the rest of our show notes here. And
1: and we're like, let's just talk about I, burgers. And I needed we need
0: we them. need to just relax. We need to relax a little bit. That's a Friday. The Haunted Mile is happening at Pettibone Park yeah. right now. If you want to take your kids, or you know. Well, just take your kids. I'm not going to go to the 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 funny, not funny anymore. Um, Wisco- no, the United States' best burgers. This is on the website EnjoyTravel.com. Wisconsin does not have a top. Is it fifty? Or, yeah, top fifty burger. We Wisconsin. Are, we there's are no nowhere in the top fifty. And I've talked about this before because we can do if it's pizza and I didn't look up. We could do pizza next week. No, we'll do Halloween candy next week, won't we? <laughs> we sure our, will. Our annual best and worst Halloween candies, which never changes, but it's always fun. Um, top fifty burger, Wisconsin doesn't even have one. Minnesota has one, mm-hmm. and I didn't look at Iowa. I can tr- control fine. But have you been to the Minnesota one? It's in Saint Paul. I have not
1: only been there; I've been there probably a dozen times.
0: And Iowa doesn't have Iowa doesn't have a top fifty burger. Yeah. I feel like to. To have a top 50 burger list, a prerequisite would be Miss Wisconsin and Iowa. And as you go, like these are like cattle places, right? Like I guess Kansas would be very good. And like
1: great cheese on a burger. Like you would think Wisconsin would be somewhere in the top 50 here.
0: Yeah, my friends live in Ohio. They have to like bring a cooler when they come home. They drive. They bring a cooler and pack it full of Wisconsin cheese and go back because Ohio has crap cheese.
1: And you bring some spotted cow, of course. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. Uh so it's it seems ludicrous. It does now there is a list on this website of Wisconsin top twenty five burgers. Uh huh. But six of them are in Madison, four of them are in Milwaukee, and two are in Fond du Lac, including the number one ranked burger.
1: And a grand total of zero in lacrosse.
0: And there's none in lacrosse. Crosse. Trimpolo Hotel has a burger. I'm, but
1: as, I'm assuming they're talking about the Walnut Burger. But
0: the list doesn't even name the burger.
1: I mean, I, yeah. What <laughs> ass- kind of lazy-ass list is this? My assumption is they're referring to the Walnut Burger, which I have never had. But I've heard it's really good, and it's highly ranked here. But, yeah, I mean, lacrosse La is nowhere on, nowhere to be found on this list.
0: Yeah, so they, 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 they have the Fond du Lac list. You good? Okay, they have the Fond du Lac list, and then they list off a bunch of burgers that this place has as if you can have, I guess they're the establishment that has the best burgers, mm-hmm. plural. So even if, like, uh, the, the the business on George Street, the bar on George Street, I'm going to forget, but they have a pretty good burger. I can't think of Someone's going to text in and, and tell me on the north side of La Crosse what, what burger that is. I almost went there last Tuesday. Uh, but But the idea that we have a list of best burgers without naming the burger that the establishment has seems ludicrous. And I feel like Wisconsin as a state should have one, but they, the, the majority of the ones in Wisconsin shouldn't be Milwaukee and Madison. This this group did not go to those weird supper clubs that are like out in the middle of nowhere. Like you've got to drive like eight, 10 miles out of town, even in St. Paul, if you get 10 miles out of St. Paul, you're in the woods and there's always supper clubs. You go down some Back road, turn left, and it's the most gigantic, beautiful, uh, all wood log cabin supper club, and it's packed. And there's 7,000 people there <laughs> right now. In fact, this is where, and if it was, what, Lent, it would be Friday night fish fry, but it's probably a burger time right now. Yeah. And they didn't go to any of those places because there's one back home. It's called Romy's, and I don't know if they have the best burger but it's because it's kind of all you can eat. But, man, they have the best chicken. I'll tell you that. Um. So yeah, this is crazy that. And then if you go to the Wisconsin side, they have a Trump, the Trumpelo Hotel, but they don't tell you what burger it is. So okay, people, what burger does the Trumpelo Hotel have that is the burger to yeah, get? Yeah.
1: Can someone verify that it's the Walnut Burger?
0: <laughs> and then uh, and then the the George Street Bar on the north side. I think the the guy that ran for school board that was on the city oh, council. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, his yeah. bar. I can't yeah. think of the. I can't think of any of that right now off the top of my head. Um. All right. So so there's that rant. The other rant, what was the other rant we were going to do? We were Oh, do Midwest. Oh, what's the Midwest? So there's a story from Emerson, oh, Emerson College polled the, the, the country or the Midwest? They yeah, polled the well, Midwest. Well, they
1: went state by state asking people, do you consider your state to be the Midwest?
0: So they took what they consider maybe a fringe Midwest. So you get as far right as New York. That's New York, right? Man, uh, it's been a It's, it's Pennsylvania. <laughs> New York's in there. We need
1: to give you that fourth it's grade. It's
0: been a while past. since I yeah. like what is it uh, smarter than a fourth fifth grader? I would <laughs> I would lose that. And then as far left is Idaho, right? Like so what is Midwest? And then far south is Arkansas and Oklahoma. And I would say Idaho, you're not Midwest. Oklahoma, nope. you're not Midwest. Nope. Arkansas, you're not Midwest. Nope. Pennsylvania, you're definitely not Midwest. West Virginia you're that's not just, that's just crazy you're not midwest no you're, you're west not. you're freaking west virginia you're not midwestern virginia how are 13 people in west virginia calling themselves midwest
1: and 9.7 percent of people in tennessee think they're in the midwest
0: which is nuts it's unfathomable okay so but the 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 the, the, the more confusing part is in wisconsin are you Midwest Wisconsin? 93.6% of people say they are Midwest. Mm-hmm. What is the other 6.4% people? Is that just that they that they call the 6.4% of people are those people living in Superior and they're like <laughs> we're not Midwest. We're up north. Right. Is that what that is? Is that what that is? Or and like then in,
1: if people think they're up north, does that mean they are not Midwest?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Right. That those 6.4% percent, No, 6.4% of people. They're up north. We're not Midwest. We're up north. <laughs> so that must be what they're thinking. But then how come so many people
1: in Minnesota think they are the Midwest?
0: Yeah, because Minnesota has a higher percentage of thinking they're Midwest, 96.5%. Is that because just more people live right in St. Paul and Rochester and they're like southern? Because, if, because there are no big towns up north, right? In not Minnesota, just Duluth, it's, it's just much. woods, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, Duluth. Yeah. That's where you get the other, you know, what, three and a half percent. That yeah. 3.5% were people that live in Duluth. But 96.5% of people in Minnesota think they are in the Midwest. 93.6% of Wisconsinites. And 967 the highest on this list, right, Chagoski? Yeah. Iowa. 96.7% of people in Iowa think they're Midwest. The, the I don't know what those other people are what are what are you if you're not midwest people in iowa the, yeah. the 2.3 percent or 3.3 percent.
1: Yeah, like, wh- why would you not think you're in the midwest? are you just what
0: do you call yourself right. hey where do y'all live in the country oh in the mid <laughs> i'm right in the middle I, right. well, I don't know i'm doing southern yeah i don't know iowa i'm right in the middle i just got to talk like yeah. myself right <laughs> right, right. <laughs> It that doesn't make any sense. And then as far out as like Idaho, 25% of people in Idaho think in they're, in, they're in the Midwest. Yeah,
1: you know, and I was, we were talking about- I'm very about
0: nervous that the, I'm, I'm saying Idaho and it's not Don't Idaho. Don't worry, that's Idaho. Because yep. you're going to go, Rick, that's actually <laughs> Utah. But no, I have it right, okay.
1: This is why like, I wonder if people think of Midwest as a geography, a culture, or both. Because maybe some of the people- that are not geographically in the Midwest are like, well, culturally, I kind of fit in with the Midwest. So that's what I would ask about this. Maybe some of the Iowans are like, well, I mean, geographically, yeah, sure. We're probably in the Midwest, but I don't like the Midwestern culture.
0: Is so, it a matter of how long you're on the phone with this person asking them if they're Midwestern or not? And they'd be like, well, culturally, I feel like I am Midwestern, but I live in Idaho. So we're way in the West, right? Like, right. And then you're just like, dude, I don't, I don't want to have this conversation. Like, I'm hanging up on you. Why are you calling me about this? Like,
1: or like, do people not know what the Midwest means? Because like, I feel like most people, if I said Midwest, they would basically draw the map that is on this pole that kind of goes from the Dakotas. It goes <clears> down <throat> towards Nebraska and
0: Kansas. Well, here's the problem we have. We don't have north. Right? We have. That's true. And, and it's weird. Why do we have Midwest? We don't have Mideast. Because, well, now that I think about it, that's why we don't have Mideast, right? Because we don't have. We don't want to be called the Middle East. So we have a Midwest. We have a West. We have an East. East Coast bias. We always hear that in like Sports Center that. Uh, we have a South. Yep. We don't have a North.
1: We don't. And I mean, we even Maybe have. Maybe we should. We have a Northeast, who but would, we don't have a North.
0: Who would be North? Would it just be like Minnesota, Wisconsin? Well, because
1: you would think Maine and New Hampshire and Vermont, but they're Northeast. They're not North.
0: Right. So it would have to so be Minnesota. It has to be, is it Montana, Minnesota, North Dakota, Wisconsin, and just the UP. That's right. Because the UP is further than Michigan, but Michigan, ah, Michigan's probably got to be North too. Although that's, yeah, because they're not Northeast, even no. though they're Eastern time zone. Right. So it just seems like, I don't know. Maybe if you polled me now, I'd say I'm North. I don't want to be Midwest anymore, even though we're on the southern part of uh, Wisconsin or Minnesota. I guess I live in Minnesota. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go north. I'm going to be part of the minority here.
1: Oh, sorry. But if you're in Houston County, Minnesota, you're Midwestern I'm, through I'm, and through. I'm
0: southern Minnesota. Um, all right. got to take a break. Uh, we might talk some politics when we come back. All these Halloween-ish songs, slow starters, man. Do you think? It's going to be a while before we get to the cool part. Maybe? Yeah. Yep, for sure. We'll just play the record. <laughs> Welcome back to LaCrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom, UW La Crosse, Political Science Professor Dr. Anthony Chaikoski is in here in studio as he is most Fridays. And we're talking, we were just talking about what is or who do you think you are? Are you middle middle west? Midwest? North West East, South. No Middle East. This the, the United States does not have a Mid East. Maybe for obvious reasons. but before that we were Andy called in and he he was trying to deep dive on and, and first of all, old school texted in and he said, you should realize that you're talking about parliamentary government like Great Britain, God save the King. No he, uh, I,
1: that that's right. I yep, mean I'm talking exactly. like within each major party it's like a coalition within the party yeah. as opposed to a coalition that includes multiple different parties. and,
0: and we were given Andy a hard time for the deep dive right on a Friday. But Andy and and Andy mistook that as us being serious or me being serious and I don't think you went after him but he goes my bad thanks you for, for taking my call guys I always enjoy a political show and I hope someday that we could we could have a long-form conversation about this first of all Andy you won't want to have a long-form conversation about deep diving into parliamentary or coalition government with me because I have no idea <laughs> not a clue. And just Bernie bro through and through. That's what that's See, what I'm gonna say. I,
1: I was deep diving with Rick over the break and I almost put Rick to sleep.
0: Yeah, it wasn't even that. I just started ignoring you. I just like, <laughs> just I'm just like gonna start reading about. i like, gonna start reading about these hamburgers, man. <laughs> um, all right. So before before we talk about some of the stuff of the Wisconsin State Legislature, and I don't even know if we'll get into it because sometimes it's just like uh, it's so much. I talked about it all the time. Um, Dolly Parton beloved democrat right would you say she's a dem- democrat you know, i feel like she's pretty I feel like dolly do we know her politics
1: i i feel like dolly has is a little hard to pin down politically i feel like maybe she
0: is that because a, everybody loves her I,
1: I think that's why
0: republicans I, can't hate dolly parton
1: i feel like so many people just love her
0: because if you came out as a republican or a democrat if you came out as a politician and said you didn't like dolly parton you would be hated absolutely across it would be bipartisan hate yeah for, we, we for all whoever. love dolly um but dolly parton i don't i don't know how this works so the headline which makes you have to click it yeah and i refuse to dolly parton explains why she's only reachable she's only reachable via fax
1: that's right you
0: can only contact Dolly on a fax machine
1: yeah so she does not text she does not use other forms of communication celebrities have talked about how if you want to reach Dolly Parton you have to send her a fax <laughs> <It's> just,
0: <laughs> that really slims down the amount of people who could like like physically do like I don't even know if I, if I had to reach Dolly Parton right now I would have to call my engineer and be like, "Can I can I send a fax? I don't know how to do that." There is a copy machine that does all of that over there, but I don't I don't know how it works.
1: Oh yeah, I've seen it. we have a fax machine in the office. I don't have the slightest clue about how to work that thing. Now I did find a website where you can scan a document and they'll send a fax through the website. Yeah. So but like operating a fax machine, oh my goodness, like I I wouldn't have the slightest clue what to do. It
0: was a revelation when I worked at the newspaper. To get a fax in my email. It was a rev- I was like, oh, I don't... Because now I have it in word form and I can copy paste because it's usually it was a sports box score and I could... But instead of like having to go and look at it and make sure I'm spelling all the names right. Yeah, revelation. But, you know, if you want to get a hold of Dolly Parton, I mean, more power to her. She probably doesn't use a cell phone all that much then. Probably not. I mean, she is an old lady. Like my dad, his ability to use the cell phone is better but like we're not texting each other hey dad how's it going (laughs) we're not having conversations like i would i do with my mom but not my dad and i feel like my dad's probably aligned with dolly parton here and if you although my dad talks on the phone all the time he's talking to his friends all the time so we should not be getting your dad a fax machine my dad would definitely not want to well she's that seems more that seems harder for dolly i don't know that seems she's got people though right she's got people to do this Um, And then the last kind of goofy story we had, and I I will say this: this one, I I kind of feel for this girl or woman, I guess. Uh, A student was excited to move to Florida. She's applied for college, got accepted, going to Miami, baby, University of Miami. And I always say every college in Miami, so Miami, UCLA, Florida, uh, San Luis Obispo, all these, Hawaii. Hawaii should have the best sports teams in all of the nation. Why wouldn't if you're going to be a full scholarship? Football, basketball, whatever player. Why aren't you going to Hawaii? Right. I mean, is it just because your cost of living is zero? You're a scholarship player, right? So they should have. The, and I get it. Okay, the road games are an airplane ride, probably, or a boat ride, maybe. But so, so anyway, so this uh, woman got accepted. Go to Miami. I don't know. Did she show up there? And they went. We don't know what you're talking about. Or did she like Google the address and it ended up in Ohio?
1: I love this. This is from Insider.com. When Valerie Doe, aged 19, applied to study at Miami University in 2021, she was excited by the prospect of spending her days lounging on beaches in the sun in Florida, surrounded by palm trees like she'd seen in the movies. As an international student living in Vietnam, she couldn't visit the university before applying. So when the university sent her an acceptance letter welcoming her to Ohio, she felt confused. At first, she wondered whether Ohio might be a district or a county in Florida, but after a quick Google search, her beach fantasy was shattered. She realized that she wasn't going to the University of Miami in Coral Gables, Florida, as she had initially thought. She'd be going to Miami University Miami in Oxford, Ohio.
0: Okay, this is the ongoing theme. You got the story up. This is the ongoing theme when we do these. A lot of times it's like police. Uh, the one that we go to all the time is a lady stole the $500 salad. Yeah. <laughs> And that's where this story ends. She was arrested, but we don't have any details of why a salad was five hundred dollars. Like, if you go to Piggy's, how do you get a piggy salad bar buffet? Oh, that sounds for so lunch? Good right now. If yeah. you go there for lunch, how do you get that thing to five hundred dollars? Because you can't. You pay. For, it's a buffet, so I get that. So it's got a. So you got to go to what festival where they weigh it? Yeah. So I mean, how much green fluff can you put <laughs> on this that's stupid right. tray? So that it's five hundred I mean and this and these days and this days and this day and age of Biden inflation, it's probably only like a, a little a little bit because of the
1: The fluff prices are skyrocketing. The fluff
0: the fluff prices are festival, come on. Like the fluff can you make it more affordable? It is just marshmallow and sugar, or <laughs> just I guess marshmallow is sugar and, and whatever else. Uh, correction
1: but, pistachio pudding.
0: Pistachio salad. Yes. I mean, there's different versions because you're doing the green one. And I'm like, Correct. when the cherry one comes out, I got to hope it's on sale. But the Oreo one, put that away. I don't need the Oreo fluff. You probably like the Oreo fluff one.
1: I, I go with the pistachio. We're
0: doing we're there a month yeah. early on the yeah, fluff Yeah, talk. yeah, yeah. We need to wait We for haven't a gotten through while, Halloween. Yeah. But okay, so, yeah, and I just lost track. So this, how did we get here from Miami of Ohio? Yeah, so, well, she realized that. She was a Vietnam student, so she, she just, like, Vietnam. now I feel bad. Now well, you just kind of feel bad. Well, she
1: realized that Miami University had a good business school, so she decided to accept the offer and move from Vietnam to Ohio. Now she's very happy at the school. In fact, okay. she is even a campus tour guide.
0: Great reporting, because we do we have like the the culmination of the story. Yes, although she's a freshman, I think so. She's this she's rocking October right now. Ohio, Miami of Ohio in yeah, October. Yeah, let's
1: check back in the winter.
0: Yeah, let's check back in February yeah. with uh, Miami of Ohio student. So. Um, all right. We got a, we got like a minute. Uh, the Brewers, the is the Senate going to pass this thing? You know, the
1: sometimes the Assembly and the Senate in Wisconsin are not on the same page, but I think the momentum is certainly moving in that direction. The Wisconsin State Assembly this week approved a $545 million package of public funding for a Brewers stadium. I think this thing is on track to be passed by the Senate, signed into law by the governor, that keeps the Brewers okay. in the American family field, gives a bunch of money for upgrades.
0: The, the The state owns the stadium, so we can't not upgrade it. I get that. But can we give it to the Brewers? Can we just ask them if they want the stadium? We'll give it to you. Um, also, then the idea that we can't give $545 million also to child care is funny. But then Governor Evers comes out out of his back pocket and pulls out $1.7 million for child care out of his back pocket from yeah. Feds. I would be pissed, too, if I was Republicans and you were like, hey, you've been talking about we need this money, and then you pulled it out of your back pocket. But also, he could have used the money for something else.
1: It affects the negotiation over child care because Evers tapped some federal money to keep the child care accounts program going for another year and a half or so. It was set to expire this Uh, this winter. Now it affects the negotiations over childcare because I think Republicans had felt some heat on this issue. They have maybe tried to devise a policy that could deal with what what is really a, a, a you know, widely perceived to be a crisis situation well their, th-
0: their solutions were deregulate childcare. So 16 year olds can be, w- yeah. there weren't solutions at all.
1: I, I mean, we've talked about this, Rick, where deregulation is a pretty easy sell with some issues. The public is like, yeah, let's deregulate this industry. But with childcare, I just think deregulation is a tough sell. politically. If we
0: just made childcare part of the public education system and you just, once you like that—that's the solution. I don't know why we don't have that conversation more often.
1: Well, you asked Evers about that, and he said, "No, no, no. Let's talk about that another time." Yeah, day.
0: he he pushed it off too. It's kind of like it's like we can't talk about real solutions for things that would help literally everybody. But you know, and and federally, if we got to send money to Israel right now, we gotta we gotta do that. We gotta get a House Speaker billions of dollars. They need it, even though we give them ten million dollars a day since the Obama administration. All right, that's gonna do it for a Friday. My rant's over. Thanks, Jurgowski. Thank you.